Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio. I'm here with my friend and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. This is a program that we do once a week on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are live on Facebook and YouTube. And then the program is available for replay on a number of outlets in addition, so podcast outlets. And this is an opportunity for us to take the information that we gathered over a very long time, 30 plus years in Nancy's case, facilitating pet loss support groups. We took that information, we condensed our learning from the group experience into a book called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Support Groups. And now we're able through this medium to extend our reach. And so we're very happy that you are able to be with us. And if you would be willing to share a story of your own, we'd be happy to receive that from you and perhaps share it on this podcast if that is something you are comfortable with. If so, and you send us your own story and you would be okay with us sharing it, please let us know that. If you would like to send us a, an account of your own, we will respond to it whether or not you're interested in having us share it. We'll, we'll make sure that we give you our thoughts and response. And also we are happy to receive your notes that describe topics that you think we should address and also guests that you think it might be useful for audience members to hear from on this program. You can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. You can reach Nancy at N Saxton Lopez. That's N S A X T O N L O P E Z at C S M P C dot com. You can support our program, and we say this with the understanding that we don't expect you to. You don't have to. <laughs> we do this because we want to be helpful, but we will certainly gratefully accept any gifts that you give of support. You can do that through Venmo, you can do that through PayPal. You can actually do a, a monthly subscription through Anchor and all the links that would allow you to do these gifts are available in the description. Also, we would like you to think about subscribing on YouTube because if you subscribe on YouTube, that makes it so that when other people are looking for support when it comes to pet loss, the pet loss companion will come up a bit higher on the risk, the list of resources. So it, it, it uh, triggers the algorithm to show this program in a bit more of a, a higher place in the list. And so what else? I think, oh, I want you to know that this program is, <laughs> this program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society. Dakin is located in Springfield, Massachusetts. You can learn more about Dakin at D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. And you can also RSVP for a Zoom support group, pet law support group that I facilitate on the second Tuesday of every month at 6 o'clock p.m. We run 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. You can be anywhere in the world to be part of that conversation, mm -hmm. and there is no cost. So if that would be helpful for you, please consider going to the Dakin website and RSVPing, and the link to do that is also in the description of the program. So Nancy, want to get us started? Yes, we of course have had quite a flurry of emails 
from um, people who have lost their beloved animals. And tonight we're going to talk about Unshare Day Dridger, I think her name is. Dridger, Dridger. Dridger. I looked it up. <laughs> but I, and a fascinating name. Um, and her beloved Milo, who was her heart dog. Um, there he is, little Milo. Is so Beautiful sweet. little dog. Yeah. And also Anna um, with Suki. And, and there are similar stories in a lot of ways. Of course, you know, many times it's the same themes about our, um, our wonderful beloved companions and the amazing relationships we have and then how we grieve um, after and, you know, through an illness or grieve after their death. And so um, do you, what would you like? Do you want me to, I've got, uh, Dietrichers sure. here. Do you want to do Dietrichers and then I'll do, Anna's. I'll read Anna's. First of all, thank you so much for your content. It has been so helpful for me. I feel a little less lonely when I hear all of the people's stories about losing their beloved pet. I lost Milo about three weeks ago, and this was November 22nd. My dear, my dearly dog. He was my best friend, my companion, and my first baby. I really can't describe what he meant for me. It's so much deeper than just a dog. He was everything to me. His health started declining exactly a year ago. We took so many trips to the vets and hospital looking for answers to all of his symptoms. Vets believed he had Addison disease and he got treatment for it. Yet he never got better. He was just living life as it went. The last two months of his life were very difficult. He lost so much weight and vomiting almost every day. At the very end of all the symptoms got worse and worse to the point where neither of us could sleep. I knew my baby was in pain. He made sure I knew it because he would always come up to me for comfort. But I knew his pain wasn't going to go away. I tried everything I could for a year. I didn't cut expenses when it came to his health. He was more important than anything else. Recently, I moved on to, on my own to a different city, and he was part of the everything. The new apartment and the parks around where our, where our things we sh I shared with him, absolutely everything in my life as I work from home, my every day always included him. When I thought about euthanasia, I was always thinking about him and how much pain he was feeling. And even though the decision took a lot from me, I did it on October 28th. Now that he's gone, I realized I was never re really ready to let him go. I miss Milo so much. Emotions are overwhelming. I cry every hour around the apartment and I'm seriously considering to move back home with my family as the loneliness is so difficult to carry on. I feel bad because I know he's still around. I heard his bark one day while I was in my bed holding my phone. He hated when I was on my phone instead of giving him all the love. So I knew it was him letting me know. My first reaction was to tell him to rest and that we will be reunited when time comes. 
I feel so guilty because at the end of his life, I was also so tired and I couldn't handle the financial problems that would come from me taking him to another doctor to look for other options. I'd already spent $8,000 on him. And even though I would never regret extending his life for another year, I wasn't able to come up with all the money that would be required to keep fighting whatever he had. I feel guilty about everything, and I can't face not to be with him. Sometimes I wonder if I gave up too soon, but a part of me says I didn't. I took care of him for a year, and I did my best for him to get better, but he didn't recover from that horrible disease. I can't talk about him without crying. I'm not sure where to go from here. We let them go physically, but the emotional burn is, is too intense. I haven't been able to pick up his ashes. Where can I get the emotional strength to do that and give him a memorial, um, a memorial worth of his life? Am I a bad mom because of taking me too long? I feel like I haven't honored him the right way yet, but my mind just can't go down to, to more sadness. So sorry for the long email. I didn't mean to. Please feel free to share my story with Milo. And as as always, the guilt. Yeah. We yeah. guilt. And she is not a bad mom. She is an amazing mom. And so, you know, just in her being able to articulate everything that she did for her precious Milo. Yeah, there's there's so much here. So Deidre Jur is talking about giving this level of care that is not only taxing in terms of the energy and the just the, what she would have to do to care for a dog who's not feeling well, but also $8,000. Yeah, and lot. one of the themes that we see mm -hmm. as we as we listen to people's stories is that the expenses can be really astronomical. astronomical, absolutely mm -hmm. astronomical. And and one of the one of the ways that people will sometimes manage this is they'll say I have a certain limit and after that limit I have to I have to make a, a really hard decision and it's because you have to be able to take care of yourself too exactly and you know, so and that's that's really important um there was a veterinarian that actually had in New Jersey who has a TikTok um kind of format and he said he said three things that I have learned as a veterinarian one please get insurance or have a, a special fund fund yeah for your animal because we all know and us that love our animals so much that they do get older and they do have you know they they get sick they have different diseases some are chronic some are terminal and unfortunately because of how insurance works you know in our world, in the human world, you give your insurance card, but in the animal world, you have to pay for it first. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just don't have that money. Yep. So that was really important thing. Um, the other two, he said, never go to a dog park. He had seen too many dogs being hurt and some mm -hmm. have been killed um, or some have become sick. And the other was, if you can, please stay with them as they die. If yeah. you are 
if you can manage to do that emotionally or if you if the circumstances allow yeah but i think that that this is part of what um dean trigger was talking about is she she wishes she had more money you know yeah. to take care of him but she also was understood that he was really in pain he was in a lot of pain and that always you have to make that determination of whether the pleasures of living outweigh the suffering that your friend is going through and it sounds like she did a very thorough job of thinking that through and it it sounds also like she was in consultation with veterinarians and mm -hmm. i'm sure others as well so the, the what we see here as you said is so typical of most people and it's it's unnecessary but at the same time it's normal grieving i mean there's, there's no reason for Deidre to feel anything but but the sadness of losing her beloved milo but instead of course there's all these recriminations and she's not sure if she did the right thing although from the outside it sounds like she was extraordinary in the way she cared for her friend there's one point that that she made that i i thought was was noteworthy and maybe useful for other people to think about and that is she, she's thinking about going to changing her residence again going yeah, to live near, right. nearer with family and 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 when i wrote to her i said you know that's a tricky thing because when you have a major loss it's often a good idea not to make a big big decision of that nature of like course. not to decide where to move not to decide or not to not to decide to change residence not to decide to change jobs those kinds of things i mean that, that's that is not ironclad but it's just something right. to think about that when we're so immensely stressed it's not usually the best time to make a major life decision and that's true although in this case i mean i think she's so lonely and it is her family yeah so right. it's not like she's going up and move to another state or another yeah, town right. or another place she would she would go back home i think to where she would feel at least a little bit more comfortable yeah, i mean yeah. that's what it sounds like although you're right i making major decisions when one is grieving is not necessarily the best idea yeah. So we thank you, Deidre, greatly for sharing mm -hmm. your beautiful little Milo. He's <laughs> so cute, cute little little dog. So and obviously, he meant the world to you. And and we're so honored that you decided to share the, your story with us and with and with others through the mm -hmm. through this conversation we're having right now. Yes. Thank you very much. It's really so, helpful. So so we'll move on and we'll we'll talk about Anna. Anna's story. And Anna's dog was Suki. And this is Suki. Oh, he's beautiful. Suki's a black lab. She, because black she. <clears throat> and beautiful dog, beautiful dog. She sent us a number of pictures. Here is one that's very poignant. And this is yeah. Suki looking out over a body of water. So kind of the, the kind of image you might think about as, as our dog is passing from this world uh, but beautiful beautiful dog and you know i want to point out too that this is similar to you know milo's uh, story too because i think both of these women are alone i believe with their dogs is that correct uh we'll see well I don't yeah know. okay Let's, so here we go dear ken and nancy i wanted to reach out 
because you through your podcast have truly been my companions through some of the hardest days I've stumbled through. For months, I've been struggling to find ways to explain to myself and express to others what I've lost. I think I could write a book and still not capture it, but I believe you will understand. I had a black lab and she was my familiar. Mm -hmm. And that's a term that I often use yeah. to decide to describe an animal who's just just so close to our heart and really mm -hmm. connects us to the world of nature in ways that are very, very meaningful to us. So it's it's interesting to hear her use that that phrase. It's one that I that is very close to my heart as well. She was my heart. Suki was beautiful. We see that in the picture. Yes. And sweet and brave. She chased down bears and coyotes. She had me out in the woods when we got lost in the dark. And she she led me out of the woods when we got lost in the dark and in storms. When we moved into our new home years ago, she climbed into the scary crawl space with me and wagged and introduced herself to neighbors when I was too shy and afraid. So she was really... An extroverted. She, and she was really important to connecting. Socially. And mm -hmm. in many different ways. We went on tens of thousands of walks together. We watched beavers and ducks in the river for countless hours. It sounds like they live in a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And we skied and snowshoed and trail ran and kayaked when I didn't have any other friends but her. When I was new in my job, she came to work with me and waited, sometimes patiently, sometimes not while I worked for hours and hours on weekends. When it all felt too hard, she would let me hug her while I cried. Mm -hmm. And then she would poke me with her nose and we would go outside. I know that anyone who is breathing today has had to do hard things and I have too. When I faced previous losses, I could always feel something in me rising to the challenge. Right now, when I look deep inside, I'm not seeing any part of me that truly believes I can get through this. I've heard you say in your podcast that grief does not destroy us. And that has become my mantra in recent days. I've been asking my friends to please tell me that I can get through this. I've heard you say on your podcast so many, in so many ways that you know the magnitude of this loss and that it is survivable. Can you please say it one more time with deep gratitude, Anna? P.S. has helped me so much to hear the stories that others have shared. Mm -hmm. So if it could help anyone, it's also okay to share this. And she also tells us how to say her name, Suki. It helps yes. with pronunciation. And uh, Suki was 15 years old when she left this world. So again, I, I wrote, this, I wrote this too. Anna, and I'll say it now, grief does not destroy us. No, we, it does we not. We can live through it. We've lived through many, many, many experiences of grief but when we're in the thick of it it can feel absolutely unsurvivable it can feel like the world has stopped and we our heart is torn out of our body and we yeah. are unable to function, to function uh -huh. at all and mm -hmm. what what we do and what anna is doing i'm sure is we we just keep going we put one foot in front of the other we we just we just keep going and and it sounds like this is a loss that is so special to her mm -hmm. because this Suki was, was her heart. Yeah. And, and so. Now we, we got that question all the time though. Remember in the group was one of the major questions was how do I ever get through this? Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and you know, I think what part of that is, 
you know, we grieve so, so much for our companion animals. And it's a different relationship that we have with our humans. And people would come in all the time and say, we've said this before here, and we hear it on our emails. Oh, yes, I hear it all the time. I'm crazy. I, I, I really feel crazy. And, you know, we would ask why. And they would say, because I grieve more for this animal than I did for any other human, my spouse, my parent, my grandmother, my whoever that is. And, and this is the relationship with the only person we did not hear that it was worse was a child. And so for a lot of us, that familiar, the, the familiar, the heart dog, the soul dog, it is our children. And we, we, we really think of them as child. And, and, and also in, in this case, I mean, you know, there's this whole idea of an emotional support animal. Yeah. And, and I, I believe that all of them, our emotional support animal. Yeah. Even if you get a therapist to certify that that's, and I feel like that's what, what Anna is talking about that Suki was there. She, she would accept a big hug and she would say after that, she would say, let's go outside. So let's go. Let's have fun. It's her emotional support animal as my two dogs are my support animals. And they all you know, are. They, they mean the world to us and they they are connected to us mm -hmm. empathically in ways that are very, very strong and very deep. And it it's just so important for people to be accepting of that. And and not only the people who are the guardians of the dogs, but I, I heard we 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 had our our pet loss support meeting through Dakin. Couple of days ago, and there was mm -hmm. a there was a young man on there who said something like, a family member said, and I won't quote exactly, but something like, "People are always going to be more important than animals." <laughs> and all I, I just was like an arrow to my heart. I was like, "Can you imagine a person who supposedly loves you saying that to you as you are grieving the loss of a companion animal who?" was immensely close to you, meant the world to you. Yeah. And people say these things that are just, it makes things so much hard. Like all it I can think hard. of, when I hear that kind of stuff, what I think about is that's the kind of statement that the person who hears it will remember for the rest of his or her life. Yeah. They will, they will, it's like what your mother said to you about your dog. Yeah. When I'll you were a child. A dog. Yeah. And, and what did she say exactly again? Yeah, that, that was it. Oh, Nancy, it was just a dog. It was just a dog. I mean, you you were a child. You remember that forever. It just gets like burned into you. And wh what I what I always think about is what will it take for us as human beings to find basic empathy, like yeah. just to listen to each other and pay attention and not make those kinds of judgments that are so so painful i mean a person is at their most painful and, and there's something, something like that well we all know that we don't grieve well in our society yeah. and we all know that people mean well but they don't know what to say because they don't know how to react to pain to sadness yeah. you know you can't make it better no. you know and just to be there just though, to just be there, there and, just to be say, there what what yeah. can i do 
I'm so sorry. But a lot of people get very flustered. It may bring up stuff for them. And they don't really think, I mean, I know for mothers, they can't tolerate the pain of their kids, right? So, and my mother was not an animal person. She right. really didn't like animals. So, and you have people out there, unfortunately, a, a group of people in our society who are, are, are really connected to animals. Uh, but then you have us. No, no, we're very and then you have people like Anna who are deeply, deeply connected right. to their dear, beloved dog as you and I are to ours and it's totally understandable how she's feeling and she will get through this. Yeah. She will get through it. She yeah. will she will find her balance in all of this, but she may need to experience quite a bit of sorrow and mm -hmm. all sadness, the, all that we go through sadness and all this, all the, all the ups and downs of grief. Yeah, I mean, I've had people say in my practice, "I don't want to feel like this yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's too hard. Yeah. It's too sad. You know, I when's it going to be over? Um, yeah. But we have to go through it. Otherwise, it it's not healthy for us. Unfortunately, you know, yeah, and and we certainly that makes sense. Like nobody wants to be in that gut wrenching place. And, but it does, it, we, we know that it helps just to know that other people are there, that they care, that they're listening and that they don't try to fix it because you if can't. you try to fix it, you're generally going to come off as being somewhat dismissive well like you can get another dog or you right. can get another cat yeah you know? or you shouldn't feel that way or i wish yeah. you didn't feel or, that way or or maybe now you could go on vacation because you never did because yeah. your animal was you know was sick yeah. you know so. i mean they people again i don't think people are malicious i i just don't think that they know how to yeah. how to deal with someone's pain no, I, I don't think most people are malicious, but I do think that sometimes people feel a an impulse to control others, mm -hmm. yes. and and yeah. then then they will say things like, like was said to this particular young man about about well, nothing more important loss than that that he yeah. had experienced, like you know, just kind of an assertion of animals are never as valuable as people or. Or, you know, you need to get over it. It's been a certain amount of time. And we, as we know, it takes whatever time it takes. But that's another thing that we hear with some regularity is, shouldn't Why you be over this by now? now? <laughs> and, and also that person, by the way, has never had the, the amazing experience of having a relationship. Yeah, their, their heart has never been that open mm -hmm. because your heart has to be that open to get that broken, you know? Yeah. And... That's um, so that so, young man needs to. I'm sure that everyone was very supportive of him. Oh, absolutely, that was not the right thing to say, but yeah, we carry we carry these things, you know. It, it's a it's something to always keep, particularly if you're a parent, it's always something to keep in mind when you when you are dealing with your child and your child is in a vulnerable place, you want to really think about how you respond and how you provide support because. Okay. We have immense power in the lives of our children, no matter exactly. whether they're two or five or 10 or 20. Or even or in their teen and in their teenagers. Age, and even as 
in their adult yes. years. Mm-hmm. We're always we're always a certain uh, pow- we're a powerful role model for mm-hmm. in, for most of our children. Well, we te- you're the role models for grief, right? Yeah. So, and also how we grieve. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times parents want to protect themselves from from their children grieving, and that's not the right thing to do. You know, yeah. because there is grief. It will be grief in your life many, many times. Many times. And it will not destroy us. No. We will keep going as Anna has has questioned. And, you know, it's good. It's a great question. We're glad to repeat it as many mm-hmm. times as it, it will be helpful to repeat it. And I'm sure we'll keep repeating it in the in the weeks ahead. Of course. <laughs> So I guess guess we can wrap up there and uh, great talking with you, Nancy, as usual. And we'll, I guess we'll have one more. We'll have one more before. uh, Yes. Yeah. We'll have, yeah. Take care. All right. So take care and uh, good luck. Everybody, please take care of yourself during the Mm -hmm. next several days. Yeah.